is a fight for Israel's survival. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Welcome back to KWTO. Why is the most controversial bill in the Missouri General Assembly dealing with cashew chicken? Joining us in studio, Jamie Ray Gregg, and we're going to dive into that legislation, but first, Maybe our most controversial question of the day. Tell us about your salvation experience. My salvation experience, that would go all the way back to when I was nine, just a few years ago. Just a few just years ago. Just a down. few short years ago. Uh, you know, it was uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, I, I We went to a church there not, not too far from us, Eastern Gate Baptist Church. Church isn't there anymore, unfortunately. Um, it is a uh, same building, new churches in the building, uh, Highlands Baptist Church there in Ozark. But uh, we had a fantastic preacher that knew how to minister to all ages, from kids like myself at nine all the way up to the elderly. He was just he was a church grower. He could he could reach anybody. We had a we had a a revival preacher come in, and uh, you know he, I miss old school. I do week long revivals. And this was uh, this is a tent revival in the building. We did we didn't actually have the tent, and he was on fire. You know, and every night after the revival or during at the end of the revival, they called the altar call, you know, and, you know, you always hear the stories of, I just felt like I needed to leave my pew and go up front. Well, and I, that's what a nine-year-old, you know, is terrified of doing that. So I didn't. I had this job, self-appointed job at the end of every time we were in the building. As soon as we were done, I'd be at the door. I'd be holding open, shaking hands of everybody leaving the building. That born politician. It, it, well, you know, I... I'm a people person. I love people, you know, and the people I went to church with just loved, loved them to death. And, uh, everybody that going out the door, everyone's shaking hands. And my mom and dad are usually one of the, you know, first, uh, you know, first half of the people out the door. Well, they weren't this time. They were one of the last. And I'm seeing the preacher coming out. I'm like, he's always the last one to leave the building. What's going on here? Well, they came out with my family and the pastor, John Blue was his name. He says, Jamie, what can I do for you? He says, well, I'd like to be saved. Because I, this is the ultimate time. I've got the preacher right here in front of me. No one around. I didn't have to leave my pew. So uh, right there, holding the back door of the church open, we, we had a discussion. He said, you know, kind of funny you say that. I'm coming over to your house here in about an hour after lunch with the uh, revival preacher. Your dad just accepted Christ, too. So they came Whoa, over to the house. Oh, that's so cool. Me and my dad right there in the living room, and we were baptized same day and everything. That's amazing. It was awesome. My dad grew up in a, in a church. He was a, he was a PK. So you know PKs. Who? Who? Large majority PKs are not, you know, they're not what their dads really want them to be. They rebel for themselves. And my dad did that as well. And so right there in the living room floor, I saw my dad who had rebelled from his dad, uh, me and him right there together. So it was awesome. It was a fantastic time. That makes the next story even harder to go into. All right. Let's talk about your (laughs) legislation that you filed, uh, what, Friday? It was Friday, yep. All right. On Friday, you pre-filed three bills. One bill specifically deals with cashew chicken. Walk us through <laughs> what exactly it does. Cashew chicken. Uh, well, it's it's a very unique dish. Uh, Springfield-style cashew chicken. Let's be specific Well, let's here. talk. What's the legislation do? The legislation, I'm going to have to adjust it just to touch because they didn't, they didn't put it right. It says cashew chicken is the Missouri State dish. Okay. 
It's supposed to be Springfield cashew chicken, which we'll, we'll fix that. That's not a problem. But Springfield-style cashew chicken to be known from here on as the official Missouri dish. So I've got about a million questions. First off, the question everybody's asking, why is this so important that it's worth filing legislation? Yeah, okay, good question. Um, I actually uh, have had that question a lot. No one really knows the full story behind cashew chicken. It's, it's really the story behind it and then the the worldwide-ness of Springfield-style cashew chicken. Back in 1940, David Leong came to the United States from China. He wanted to make a better life for his family. Over, and I'm going to make this a shorter story than it really is, because I can, I can take up your whole time. Uh, over the period of time, he joined the, uh, joined the military, uh, World War II, fought for his country, and through all that, he still had that, that, that you, you're Asian, you know, uh, you're who were fighting. So he had to he had to battle that uh, and overcome that uh, in the Navy um, is where his cooking really his chefness really came out. Uh, he was cooking for uh, some of the military after the military. He got out and he worked for some of the neatest restaurants in Pensacola all the way up to Springfield, Missouri, um, and really honed his skills. Always cooking, of course, his own uh, homeland dishes but then brought it to Springfield, and he wanted to open a, a restaurant in Springfield. Um, he was building it not too far across the street from KY3 over on Sunshine, as a matter of fact. And he, he wanted to open it up, and he, uh, at this time he had created a dish that was from his homeland, but f- met the taste buds of Missouri locals. Have to have breaded chicken, and had to be a browner's gravy. That's, that's what we live on around here, chicken <laughs> and gravy, right? So he knew that he, in order to bring the dishes over here and to make them so something that we would eat, you've got to have to tweak it a little bit. It went over like gangbusters. So he goes to open up his restaurant across the street from uh, KY3 over there. They still own the property, I found out, where the original restaurant was. Uh, The day before opening, someone tossed a stick of dynamite in his dining room, blew a wall out. Holy cow. This this is the kind of thing this guy had to overcome. David Leong didn't care. He still opened up the next day. They had the FBI, you know, everybody was, you know, making sure that nothing happened here. And from that point on, he never had a problem. His restaurant was a success. He overcame all the adversity. He created a dish that is now, get this, worldwide. I was talking with his son, Chef Wingy, over. He's still the chef over at, uh, at Leong's over on I, Public I, Road. I can walk to Leong's. That's how close oh, it is to my house. Not too far. I, I had a, a great sit-down and chit-chat with him. He is a wonderful uh, gentleman. He told me he went back to visit family in China, and he saw Springfield-style on the menu. That's amazing. This is a worldwide dish now. That's amazing. All yeah. right, second question. Um, you know, there you're going to have people in Kansas City be like, no, it's Kansas City barbecue or like whatever it might be. It's Lambert's throat roll. Somebody's going to disagree with you on the food. What's the what is there currently a Missouri State dish or not? There is there is a Missouri State dish. What is it currently? Ice cream. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't really stand out. No. You know, ice cream is fine. It was, uh, I mean, we all love ice cream, but what, what about it is Missouri? First introduced in the 19, I believe 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. Oh, interesting. On an ice cream cone, which is Missouri as well. That's fine, but is it, is it a dish? And does anybody from another country know that it's from Missouri? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and it's fine. It, you know, it, I would love to make that, keep that as our heritage. I do. I don't have a problem with that. But, uh, you know, how American do you get coming over in 1940, a year before Pearl Harbor, okay? He looked, for all intents and purposes, like who we were 
protecting ourselves from. This guy overcame all the adversity, the American immigrant story, and made a huge success. And now, because of what he did to become purely American, is worldwide now. I think that just speaks volumes. It does. Uh, okay, let's talk about the this the reaction to the bill because it's been pretty visceral uh, on social media. You file the bill, pretty soon it starts to hit the airwaves and the media. Yeah. Tell us about what the weekend was like. The weekend was hilarious. When's the first time you were like, oh, people are noticing? Well, first thing, of course, I got the, the naysayers. Hey, we've got a lot of important stuff you guys need to be taking care of in Jefferson City, and you're, you're filing a bill on cashew chicken. What are you thinking? You don't just... Yeah, I got that, of course. I've gotten emails. I've gotten phone calls. I've gotten text messages. I've gotten uh, social media. So the naysayers came out first, of course, right off the bat. But then I got a lot of, uh, this is a conspiracy. Um, I think the latest is... A conspiracy um, against... I'm throwing something out to um, distract from a bigger issue that people are Ah, missing. And I... okay. If you want to go there, that's fine. But I don't think these are that Democrats that think you're trying to distract from other things. A lot of folks on the other side of the aisle, Hilarious. of course. But I'm thinking to myself, if if you want to distract from something, some big thing, I don't think I'd pick a freshman who's got 11 months under his belt in cashew chicken. <laughs> I just don't think that's the way I would have gone. Uh, let's go back to the naysayers, though, who say this is a waste of time. We yeah. could be doing big things in the legislature. <laughs> and there's a lot of conservatives that feel like over the last few years, it's only been bad stuff that's come out of the legislature. Yeah. What do you say to them? Is it is it a waste of time? No, not a waste of time at all. This is this is a good story. This is a happy story. You know, you watch the TV, and they're going to tell you shootings. They're going to tell you murders. They're going to show you buildings burning. But they always throw in the the lost puppy found his way home stories. They're going to show you the you know uh, this family's child uh, had cancer. She's in full remission. She and she got to go home from. They always try to leave you with that good story because we need that. If we are constantly bombarded with the bad, bombarded with the negative, you know, in well, you see the the division we have in our country right now. We need things like this. We need things that bring bring us back to. Uh, the center we need to wrap back to where we need to be and this is a feel-good story that honestly we need to recognize interesting um you you know it's one of only a few bills you filed what else are you working on this year you know my big one is a fathership initiative and i've mentioned that uh, a couple different times uh we have a fathership uh issue in our nation uh in our state as well uh you can look at all the statistics around you've got uh, the incarceration rate. You look at the, uh, the the highest majority of those incarcerated come from fatherless homes. Teen pregnancies, the highest majority come from fatherless homes. Uh, drug abuse, alcoholism, dropout rate, murder rates. Uh, you know, all, all these come from fatherless homes. So I'm working on a bill that the uh, it kind of mimics and goes along with what the state of Florida adopted last year. And they are, uh, we're going to see what we can do to get fathers back as fathers. What's the What's the legislation actually do? The legislation is, it's, it's a new, uh, paradigm shift of what we've seen in the past. Cause right now there are no, hardly no, I will say, I say no compared to what you, resources you've got from others. Fathers don't have resources. Uh, if, if you're a single dad and you got kids, uh, there's not much out there. So the state of Florida, what they did, so I'll, I'll explain what they've got. They, uh, they've created a, a program where there are some dollars set aside that you can apply for, nonprofits can apply for, grant-based. What those dollars do is they help hire, train, and facilitate fathership engagement professionals. They're like caseworkers. Father, of course, has to want this. 
that caseworker is assigned to a dad who needs to do whatever it takes to get back to be dad. We don't have dads that know how to be a dad. We've got dads who don't have the finances to be a dad, who don't have the right job skills to to be able to provide. They they may have gotten in trouble. They may have been incarcerated themselves. They may have gotten in trouble. They may have gone through a divorce and and ended up, you know, uh, in depression. Who knows? All dads have different situations. These will put a uh, professional in front of them, and they will work with them hand-in-hand, side-by-side, to get them back to where they need to be so that kids have dads back in front of them again. It's not saying get them back in the home where with mom. That may be a divorce issue that you know happened for a reason. Don't know. This is getting dads back in front of kids because dads need kids just as much as they need moms. We're designed to need both. We need the we need the the both parents. How is it different from the shared custody uh, bill that was that was discussed a lot of the last couple of years? This will help get dads to the point where they can be dads. The shared custody okay, is so for it's like more of an educational piece, right? This is this is a hand in hand a help up to get to get you where you need to be because kids need kids need dads. If you've got dads that are already engaged, that's where the shared custody comes in. These are dads that are that really are where they need to be, or at least hopefully. Uh, this it will be to get dads where they know how to be a dad. Give us your optimism level on a A through F of what the session's going to be like, because we hear a lot of people that are like, "This is going to be it's going to be a rough session." We don't think we're going to get a lot done. My gut tells me that we may not get a ton done. We may get a few, you know, priorities just for the sake of. Uh, throwing throwing a bone out there uh making sure that you know we get a few out of boys we're we're in, we're in a, uh, an election cycle right now we've got to get something done for that at least um my my hope is that with all the turmoil that has gone uh around in the last uh year that that will will kickstart will punch us in the right direction and we'll get a lot done i don't know i i, I i'm wrestling with that still i don't know I'm you're, going to say a big question mark. You're a freshman legislature. What's been your your first your first year? What was the experience like? Was it what you expected? Different? I, w- I actually think I had a good year myself. I know I've I remember early on you had us all on the all the freshmen on, and you said grade card A through F. What do you got? Um, I gave myself an A, uh, or at least an A minus, uh, and I'll stick with that because I had a good year. I knew I was going in there green. Uh, had never held an office before. Didn't know uh, all the details, was learning as I went along. I was able to get a bill, non-sexy, little bitty thing, you know. I Not as exciting as cashew chicken. Nothing like cashew chicken, no. <laughs> um, very little. I had to tell people about my bill last year. They didn't even know it existed. But uh, I, I saw it from uh, conception to, uh, to um, all the way to the Senate final calendar. Uh, and then, of course, it died because of the filibuster at the end. But I saw the full process which was gold to yeah. me. You know, there were a few of uh, the freshmen that had bills get all the way across the finish line, but this was one from conception all the way. It wasn't something handed to me. It was some, it was it was a good good little piece of legislation. Um yeah. So uh I I gave it an A because that first year is your learning year. Oh, it's such a learning curve. And I think I got a pretty good education. I a few things I didn't get. I didn't get to go to the governor's desk and get uh and see it signed, but hey, that's that seems like the easy part. Uh, you know, there's been some controversy in the house over the speaker of the house, Dean Plocker. Tell us your thoughts on how, how that process plays out. That process is, uh, is playing out right now with the ethics committee. And I know that that's a lot of the standard answer because, Hey, we've, we've got to, we've got to let them do their, do their, their job. Uh, that is the reason that they do their job. They, as the ethics committee, 
Uh, I don't know where they're at. I don't know all the details. I'll be honest with you. I have purposely tried not to ask a lot of questions uh, when it comes to some of the latest findings because then I can form my form my opinion, and then I can be upset or or whatever because of the decisions made. I trust the people on the ethics committee. Uh, the chairman is uh, probably the best person we could have as a chairman. The people on the committee are some of the best people that we could have on the committee. I trust their decision-making, and I want to see what they come up with. And I know when they'd come up with their decision, we'll probably get some details. Then I'll, then, then I'll be able to kind of, I guess, form my own opinion then. Tell me, what's your, uh, what's, what's, what's your district look like? The, for, for people who don't know if they're in your district or not, where are your district boundaries? My district boundaries is north and eastern Christian County. If you live in this, uh, the northern part of Nixa, uh, basically north of Tracker Road, Long CC Highway, pretty much all of Ozark. If you get down in uh, way down W Highway or down in past uh, south of Selmore, then you're outside. But I go down about that far. But then I go over the top of Sparta into the Linden area, and then I've got all of uh, like the Bruner area. I go all the way up against the Booger County line. <laughs> so r- real quick, just as a guy who knows absolutely nothing about legislation, pretty much whatsoever, uh, how long does it take to pre-file a bill? Is this you shooting a text to somebody and saying, hey, draft this up? Because the pushback that you're getting online for this cashew chicken bill would seem like this is your life's work, and, and clearly <laughs> yeah. it isn't. Yeah, and, no. The process is is a uh, you know conception can be anything from something that you've seen that had to be had to be changed or fixed or added or, or just created to you know whatever. And yeah, so then you you draft up as many of the details as you as you as you need to. Uh, for instance, cashew chicken is the Missouri State dish takes a lot less time than drafting something like a fathership initiative. There's a lot of details that need to be weighed out and looked at and things like that. So so yeah, um, just that right there. So I uh, I called up our 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 um our research department and said, "Hey, this is this is what I would like to do." And we had a nice conversation, chit-chat with the person that uh in research that I was working with on that. They drafted it up, sent it over to me. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, okay, this looks good. Um, I don't think there's anything on this I would change. It was simple. You can go onto the website and you can actually see what it says, um, the the house website. And uh, and from that, uh, they send me the uh, the, uh, the the final copy with uh, with a cover sheet. And on filing day, pre-filing day, we walk up to the uh, the office and we file that in and I get text messages and tweets. And We're back on it. Yeah. What's the difference between Springfield style cashew and just cashew chicken? Sure. Uh, Springfield style cashew chicken has basically two differences. Where in the original cashew chicken, it's a grilled chicken. Springfield style is breaded. We love our breaded chicken. We like our fried chicken. Original uh, cashew chicken is more of a clear sauce. Ours is, it's a oyster sauce infused. So it's got a brown gravy look to it. That's the difference. It's breaded chicken with a browner gravy. That could, and it is heavenly. I, I know you don't have probably any like physical numbers and percentages or things like that, but the more good news and good things that gets out about Springfield, obviously that's going to drive the economy a whole lot. I feel like people just think this is a dumb throwaway bill, kind of a happy-go-lucky story, but there are, I'm sure, at least some economic benefits to Springfield being recognized as this hub for great cashew chicken yeah and it could it could very well be that wasn't my goal of course uh (laughs) um but hey 
I'll, I, I'll I was going to ask, did you expect to have this sort of feedback on the bill or I response? Okay. I, I did not. I thought, you know, I thought people would say, hey, look, a good feel-good story. Because a few years ago, uh, th- there was a representative from northern Missouri who wanted to make his his hometown. That he wanted to create sliced bread day for chilled coffee. Right. And I remember it was similarly people were just like, oh, what a waste of time. Same sort of reaction. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this happens every two or three years. Somebody has an idea. Nobody's yet made the... AR-15, the official gun of Missouri, but that's, that's the day that it really hits the fan. Uh, uh, Maisie Boyd, she got the official firearm in last year. Oh, she did? Oh, she yeah. did, and okay, and I just had said that, and I don't remember which one it was. Um, I'll have to look that up. Garrett's already typing. Maybe we'll have to have Maisie on the show at some point. All right. <coughs> yes. Jamie, if anybody wants to follow along with the work that you're doing, tell them uh, how, how they follow you on social media. You can follow me on uh, Facebook or uh, please don't go to Twitter. It's a vile place. It's my best place. Uh, <laughs> I live on X. I, I, Facebook's boring. Facebook. Or, you know, you can all, honestly, you can go to my uh, um, uh, Facebook page. I was, I said the Facebook page is probably the best. That's where I, I spend most of my time when it comes to sharing stuff. And it's just uh, friends do a lot, Greg, right on Facebook. Very good, Jamie Gray. Greg, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll uh, follow along with the legislation. Clearly, everybody in the state now knows your name. Uh, Apparently so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. More to talk about. Stick around.